Welcome to the Steal Like an Artist podcast. I'm your host, Tristan Duplachain, and today we have a very special guest, celebrity chef Ryan Rondino. Before we bring Ryan to the show, I just want to have a talk with you guys. We can make our dreams a reality. I can't tell you how many people come up to me and they're struggling and they have these inner demons and they can't make sense of how they feel and they feel like they're hopeless and they can't get to where they want to be because they have X, Y, and Z holding them back. Sometimes we have to make change and we have to make sacrifices to get to where we want to be, even if we don't want to make those choices. And I want to bring these people onto my show to inspire you guys. And Ryan is no different. He is an amazing, so I want to welcome Ryan to the show. You. You tell me you're from New Orleans. I'm actually in Jackson, so I'm three hours away from New Orleans. Oh, nice. Yeah, I absolutely love it. So tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do. Uh, Well, obviously, I'm a a chef, you know, so I, my, my, my start, starting New Orleans, uh, first restaurant was Commander's Palace. Okay. Uh, But before that, I went to uh, Chef John Post Culinary, Culinary Institute. While uh, for four years, attained a bachelor's degree, then worked at Commander's Palace and moved on to uh, Restaurant Carpero Style, then Emeralds, then uh, other other restaurants up until um, Hurricane Katrina, where I was working at a contemporary French restaurant called Gautreaux at that time. Okay, so you, um, was that like always your goal to be a chef when you were younger, or did you have other dreams in mind? Uh, no, it was at first it is it wasn't a goal. Uh, engineering was a goal. Really? It, okay, that's a that's a different like that's a shift there. It's, it's <laughs> a big, you know, uh, engineering was a goal. It was um, uh, I'll always aspire. I have fascination with car stereo sound things things of that that nature. So I always want to you know saw myself working in that field, but you know things you know, change. Pat, pat, <laughs> It's, you know, has, a, has another story. So That's it's, amazing. Yeah, I, I, was in, I was in college for a year. Then I just decided just to, just to make the shift to culinary full time. And, you know, you can see where the passion lies. You know, the passion was different, you know, versus um, you're going through core classes versus you're going through core classes for culinary. And it's more eager, more exciting to learn. So it's, um, it was something that you know I was looking forward to as as a young person to really expand and and grow as a chef. Awesome. So, was there um, like any particular field of cooking that you really liked that just made you really passionate about cooking? Uh, not well. At first, at first, it was um, pastries. I, you know, I wanted to be a pastry chef. You know, um, want to look, look focus on that. But you know, as I progressed, as I got a taste for other. Uh, areas of the industry, you know, I, I decided to focus on just being a general chef, just learning all facets of the kitchen, you know, that makes you stronger than being you know, strong in the kitchen and um, stronger in your, with your, with your skill set. So um, I just decided to just uh, do that. Okay. So when Hurricane Katrina hit, was it like a positive time in your life or was that a negative? Was that, how did that shift your, where you ended up? Um, I, I think with Hurricane Katrina, I just, I just saw myself in transition. 
you know, uh, I think Hurricane Katrina just kind of helped hurry that transition. Yeah. Okay. So that was always the ending goal was to move and that kind of thing. That was that was always the end goal, just to move somewhere else. You know, see another, uh, let me see another city, the, another area, a region of cuisine. So um, that's what I always wanted to do. I didn't I didn't plan to do it this way, but you know, think things happen. Yeah. Control. So I saw that you've worked with some celebrities. So tell me how you got into that. Cause I know that there's a lot of people who would just absolutely love to get into working with celebrities. Like kind of give me a little story on that. Well, it was, it was 2008. Yeah, the recession, we're in the recession, recession hits. So, um, you know, just looking for a job, you know, you don't care. Uh, I'm applying for restaurants uh, all over the place, you know, not getting hired. So, you know, you figure out you have to do something. You can't just, you know, just sit there and just, you know, just um, hope, hope that something comes along. So, but start applying in uh, New York, start applying in uh, L.A. Then the job comes in L.A. It's a private, shep- private shepherd position that was um, put out by someone I knew I went to school with, which I didn't know at the time, but um, they informed me that the job was for Will Smith. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, okay. But so I, you know, went there, interviewed, and you know, you go through all the preliminary, you know, just like um, other other celebrities, other higher clients. You, you may you may go through a back, background check, you may not. So uh, we went through that, and you know that that would brought me to LA. Oh my gosh, that's phenomenal! So are you still currently in LA, or did you move? No, I'm still in LA. Still okay. In LA. That's cool. So I know, um, I'm trying to think, I know that you do a lot of meal prep plans. Is that something you like to do? Do you just like, um, for all these like celebrities and people, you just do custom plans for each of them? Is that what you do? Um, no, well, I, I set menus for the week, so I'm able to do custom plans for, um, for, for a large group of people to where you can select the, the style of meals that you want uh, throughout the menu yeah. for the week. Still, still high end, still quality, still gourmet. So you know you, you can kind of really reach people. So you, you still can eat well, even during this time, even during a pandemic, quarantine. You know wherever we are, you know. So just really still feed yourself well and still get the proper uh, nourishment. Uh, so we, we push that out, and now it's it's, it's doing pretty good. So you're really big on health whenever you're cooking for these people. It kind of, it's kind of what it sounds like. Um, not exactly. Not exactly. <laughs> okay. So you just kind of fit their personal needs or what they're looking for. I just fit everybody's personal needs. I just fit everybody's <laughs> personality. Everybody's different. One wants fried chicken. One wants uh, catfish. And I don't, you know, I want to eat clean. I want uh, this, you know, so, but I mean, that's if I'm doing it uh, personal private, but for, the meal delivery on my site is strictly to uh, deal with, with the menu with itself. So it's local, sustainable, uh, a, lot, a lot of fresh food. Uh, so no preservatives. Um, so no shortcuts. No shortcuts. That's awesome. Okay. I guess to eat well. That's awesome. So who inspired you, like, growing up to where you are now? Like, who did you look up to then, and then who do you look up to now? Uh, well, I mean, cooking started with um, uh, family, family cook, grandfather, grandfather was a chef. So that's where, you know, that's where it started. Okay. 
but you, you move on, you, you start to grow as a person, so you start to look out in your profession. So when I started cooking, you had the you had the emeralds, you had the um, Donald Links, uh, John Besh at that time, uh, Daniel Ballou, uh Patrick Clark at that time. So um, uh, Mark Forgino. So those are some chefs I really tailored to. So now you, you you fast forward, you know, to now, you know, still I still admire. Um, I, I love Eric Repair. Love Mark Forgione. Um, you know, Emro's not doing as much. I think he's kind of just to to me. It feels like he's kind of just cruising to retirement. <laughs> um, so um, you got Nancy Silverton. You have all these chefs that's doing doing things. Even not even the younger chefs. Um, um, Chef uh, Kit and Ken Kwame uh, and Water Jordan. Uh, I told you a brother. So you got a, a large list of group. Uh, group of chefs that you can really uh watch and you know you know just inadvertently collaborate with them and see see what they do and see their path see how they grow that's awesome so have you gotten to meet any of them um well i used to of course i, I used to work for emerald um i've i've met mark forgione at the new york food and wine fest uh so that was uh jeffrey zakari i met him at the food and wine fest um uh, you know, you always go to Nancy Silverton's restaurants. You may see her, you may not. So it just depends. Uh, so, you know, it's, you may catch them, you may not. So you just, you, you have to be at the right cool So You've definitely met a couple of people that you look up to, though. So that's yeah, pretty yeah. awesome. Let's see. So I was actually hearing about this coffee dry rub that you came up with, and that, that kind of caught my eye. So where did this come <laughs> about, and how did you come up with it? Uh, well, the... the uh, the spices, you know, it was something I always wanted, always something I always wanted to do uh, for myself. So I just just play, playing in the kitchen, playing with flavors. Um, so you're looking at what you have on hand, you know. And I always tell people, kind of just use what you have on hand, because you know, I think you can't let spices go bad. Because I've been in many kitchens to where there's just a large area of spices just sitting there. Nothing to do with it. Maybe maybe a misinformed, maybe a little no, but you can just really put it together and make mixes. So that's where um I decided to, you know, use coffee. Use coffee uh in my in my rubs because I I love coffee with, with beef, I love coffee with pork. Uh coffee goes well with lamb also. So uh, you know, those are some flavors to where um I want to develop. So why not you go add the coffee, but not add some smokiness to it? That's the sweetness, that's the spices. So that's where, you know, all those flavors really came about and really developed something special with the coffee rub. Oh my gosh, that is so cool though. I would have <laughs> never thought to put coffee on meat. That is definitely unique and different. And I love that. When I, when I was reading your bio and I caught that, I was like, I'm gonna have to try that one day. <laughs> that sounds so good. <laughs> right, you, we gotta get you something. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely have to uh, look into that. That would be so cool. So whenever you were in college, um, did you work and, like, did you support yourself through school? How did you do that? Did you stay with your parents? Uh, what was going on no, with that? I, I, did, I did work where I was in school. Mm -hmm. You know, you did. Um, I mean, you, you want you want to start as soon as possible to really get to attain the uh, restaurant experience, you know, so that's where. So you were in the restaurant industry while you were in school? I was in school. Okay, so were you were you cooking or were you just like did you wait tables at all or 
how was no, that? I, I was cooking, um, in, internships, uh, cooking, staying on the cook. Uh, you kind of just worked in the ranks as a, as a line cook uh, throughout throughout college and even after years of college, there, you know, till you're ready to become, move to the next level, the chef departs, uh, teams, the sous chefs. So um, that's why you start to see yourself grow and develop as uh, a chef. So, you know, while I was in school, I mean, granted, you get an education through school, but also you're getting your hands-on education through restaurants, through um, peers around you, you know, not only from a chef, but you had talented line cooks that were surrounded you were surrounded with. So you really want to just soak up all, all the knowledge you can to really you know, kind of develop your own flavors, your own flair, you know, to what it is, to what it, to what it is now. So that's where, uh, you know, as, as one of the blessings I had, I was always the youngest person in the kitchen. So I was able just to kind of grasp everything from everyone and really become, help me become a better cook and, and a better chef. Yeah. So, Kind of with this, I really just want to kind of get to know um, your mindset, I guess, with business and that. Did you always have that mindset of work, work, work and, and progress? Or did you have to kind of ease into it? Did anybody push you into it? Like, how did you, um, how did you, did you get that, I guess, strive to get to where you wanted to be? I mean, um, I think uh, th this industry, you have to have a sound, very sound work ethic or you just won't, you won't make it far. But it's not, I think it's not the matter of work, 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 then achieve, but it's the the work, the balance, you know, kind of just focus on something, you know, develop that skill set, then move on, develop that skill set, then move on. So it's grasping, you know, what you can, it's, instead of just, you know, work, work, putting the pressure on yourself, I gotta work, do this, do this, and do that, to really, expand you know the position is going to be there the future is going to be there so why why not just you know attend as much as you can now and perfect what you can now then once you get to the point where you need to be it's it's smooth sailing awesome so it's kind of like focus now and then relax later kind of thing that's kind of the mindset that's mindset yeah <laughs> I could definitely appreciate that. So do you have any future goals in mind that you're, you're trying to work on? Uh, right now we're uh, developing a recipe app. So a okay. uh, recipe app for people around the world, um, you know, beginning, beginning, beginning cooks, intermediate cooks. So different, different things people can do at home instead of, um, you know, I, I may hear some people say, I get tired of cooking the same stuff or try something new. I want to try this new, you know, that looks good. You know, that looks good. So um, this is where, you know, you, you step in and you want to just help people out with uh, cooking in their own kitchen, becoming a better cook in their own kitchen, tips, tricks, and just, you know, just good bona fide recipes to really uh, add to their, um, their repertoire. That's awesome. Cause I, I know for me, I'm always looking at different recipe cards and sometimes I go on Pinterest and that kind of thing. So that's awesome that you can help people that way. Exactly. I love that. Is there anything else? I know that you have um, the, I know you, you just came out with your rubs, did you not? Or how long have you had those? No, we've, we've had the rubs for uh, three years. Three years? Uh, three awesome. years, yeah. So, Are you always uh, adding to it? Uh, yes, we have six now and I'm looking to add three more. Three more awesome. in the future. So three more in the future. More in the future. So um, 
clear with some different flares. Uh, we have the NOLA, which is, of course, the uh, New, NOLA Creole, which is New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, we have the barbecue. We have the citrus. We have, we have the smoked coffee, the jerk, Caribbean jerk, and the uh, gumbo rubs. So we may add some more ethnic rubs to really, um, you know, pay homage and really hone to where, you know, uh, where, you, where you're coming from and where you're going and kind of just tell your story of your cooking experience, you know, so. <laughs> I love gumbo, so you had me at gumbo. <laughs> my grandmother used to make a mean gumbo because my whole family, actually, some of my family is from Metairie, so that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty neat. Uh, let's see. So I'm trying to think of something else that we can talk about. Let's see. I think in the um, in the future, I guess you know, just looking at the way things are moving now, just eventually, you know, a restaurant, a restaurants always a goal. I was going to say that's what I was going to ask is, did you think about owning your own restaurant? So that's kind of an idea. Yeah, that, that's a that's an idea. That's an idea to really pursue, bring the uh, Creole Southern style to LA, but totally different, totally different aspect to what you mentioned. Um, New Orleans food with California cuisine, kind of just creating this unique balance and creating something totally different. You know, some some people never had before. It's pretty much what what we do now. So um, that that's in the future. Um, cookbooks in the future. Um, you know, flatware, potware. You know, all all these things to really help increase and grow the brand are definitely. Um, definitely something that I see foregoing. That is so phenomenal. I absolutely love that. That is really cool. Um, so you say that like a lot of people, I guess in LA, like have they never had Creole? Like you find a lot of people who have never had like Southern cooking before? Uh, yes. Uh, there, there's been a lot. I mean, there's been a lot, I think, but it seems as though a lot, a lot of traditional dishes, the gumbos, the jambalayas, the etouffees, so you kind of just, um, you, you want to break them out for those who haven't had it and kind of, kind of just show them, you know, okay, in the South, we cook local and sustainable, we cook fresh, you know, so we use everything we have to create something special, something flavorful and something good. So um, that's, what, that's what you really want to show them. Yeah. But I think um, when I first moved here, I think Southern, um, Southern food wasn't respected as much as it is now. So there's more of a respect for it in, uh, in LA uh, for Creole food, so which is a, which was a testament to itself that people are starting to open up and really embrace it. It's so good. I can't even imagine not having that in your life, I guess. <laughs> I, I grew up with it, so it's so crazy. I use spices on everything. If it doesn't have spice, it's bland to me. <laughs> you got to season your food. Oh, yeah, definitely. I love, like, Creole. That is one of my favorites. So, but again, I've grown up in the South, so I completely, everybody puts extra flavor in their food or they don't want it. <laughs> they, would, they would talk about you if you don't. <laughs> so what do you have to say to somebody who's young and upcoming and trying to pursue their dreams? What would you say to them? Uh, for someone who's upcoming and young, um, don't give up. Don't give up. Be persistent. Be passionate about your craft and be passionate about what you do and really Really, you know, hone your, hone your craft and attack it as, you know, as if, as if it's the last thing you do every day. You know, just kind of, you know, push yourself to be a better person. And so that's what 
I would tell the young, uh, a younger person that's really pursuing, you know, wh whatever craft they're doing. It may not have to be culinary. It can be whatever, whatever they desire. Just have that passion behind it and go for it. That's it. I want to thank you so much for talking to me, Ryan. You were like so cool. And I absolutely hoped that I get to talk to you in the future and see where you end up. Definitely. That sounds great. Thank you for taking the time out to talk with me today. I really want to thank Ryan for coming on the show again. You can find him over at Instagram at NolaChef212 or at Rondino Culinary. And you can also find him on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and his website is RondinoCulinaryDesigns.com. I absolutely loved his story, and it is truly inspiring. If you just work and focus for what you want, you can have it. You just have to go for it. You have to have the passion, the drive, and you can make your dreams a reality. This is Steal Like an Artist. <laughs>